Hi, we're the Mind-Body Couple. I'm Tanner Murtaugh. And I'm Anne Hampson. And this podcast is dedicated to helping you unlearn neuroplastic pain and mind-body concerns. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, everybody. We had a hectic week. We did. We're pretty exhausted right now. I know. We missed last week, so sorry for that. Mm -hmm. But myself, Anne, and Alex Klassen, who's our producer and another therapist at the clinic, we all started to record our course. Mm -hmm. We're really excited about it. Um... Yeah, it's a course that we've been building for a while, Mm -hmm. focused on neuroplastic pain and symptoms and and healing. Yeah, and it's a pretty comprehensive course. It is. We did a lot of filming. Um, It was very tiring. (laughs) It was tiring, but we are almost completed, and then it just has to be edited. So we're hoping to launch that probably in May or June. Oh, you're saying yeah. you're saying like a timeline pattern. This is risky. Timeline is being put here. out there. <laughs> but yes, it's a and it leads into the topic that I want to discuss mm-hmm. today. But the course that we're providing is like 10 really comprehensive modules mm-hmm. focused on several different areas yes. to support people in healing from chronic pain and symptoms. Yeah. Now, this leads into the topic of today, and what I want to discuss is a question that I get a lot. Mm. Is mind-body healing simple or complicated? Uh, It's (laughs) a complicated question a little bit. It is. There's a lot to it. It is. So, and it depends. Yeah. The reason I want to discuss this is... Some people get really frustrated with themselves Mm -hmm. because they've read the books, they've read The Way Out or one of Dr. Schubiner's books or all of Dr. Sarno's books, Mm -hmm. and they understand it. Right. It makes sense to them. They resonate with everything. They believe their pain or symptoms are neuroplastic or a mind-body issue. Yeah. And they change the way they think about it, Mm -hmm. but nothing changes. Yes. Now, for some people... It does. Yes, and I think that's the confusing part because I think when people first kind of enter the mind-body world, people hear about people recovering quickly, and Mm -hmm. so that's the comparison factor of like, okay, that's going to be me. Yes, and it does happen. I've seen it happen with people. Totally. Where I work Mm -hmm. with them for two or three sessions. Yep. Pain, symptoms gone. Yes. But it's more rare than you think. Yes, and it's important to highlight that because Mm -hmm. often people can fall into this trap of like, okay, what's wrong with me? Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with you. We're here to tell you that definitively because mind-body healing is more complicated than that for a lot of people. Yes, I think buying into it and believing it and kind of starting to change beliefs obviously is a big part of it and a first step of it. Yeah. Um, So that's a great place to be. But yeah, usually it's a first step and there's so many other steps for people too. Yeah, it's a first step and I think it's important to view it like that. 
it's an essential step mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because if you don't it's like key step yeah if you don't have an openness yes and start to change your belief system that your body is not sick that your body is not mm-hmm, damaged mm-hmm. in some way yes then none of the other work afterwards will make a difference Right. And so if like you're there, but you've been there for a long time in terms of like shifting beliefs and you're feeling like, hey, this is taking longer than it should. It's important to really validate that this is an essential step. Sometimes the step takes longer for some people than others. It it definitely does. And there's such a comparison because people hear that. People hear that idea that they Mm -hmm. just need to believe they don't have chronic pain or symptoms Mm -hmm. and that it'll reduce yeah just believe it act like it's not there it'll reduce and you know i i i'm just cautious with that because it's important to note that every single person that i've treated it's very individual yes yes i'm teaching similar techniques Mm -hmm. yes i have my bag of tools and Mm -hmm. things that i'm working on with people but everyone's nervous system is different Mm. And it's developed different. Mm -hmm. And a big thing that I see happen to people is they believe it. They know their symptoms are neuroplastic Mm -hmm. in nature. They're willing to really buy into that, understand the education. But there's a nervous system. Their nervous system is just stuck in a state of survival. Oh, yes. And And kind of working on that, that takes time. And a lot of the work that I think we do, Tanner, is kind of working with the nervous system and regulation. Mm-hmm. It de- definitely is. Because if you want long-term recovery from neuroplastic mm-hmm. pain and symptoms, mm-hmm. we need to create regulation. Yes. We need to create safety, connection. Yeah. If we don't, what happens to people is this. And if you're listening and <laughs> this resonates with you, mm-hmm. this may be what's taking place, is they'll believe, okay, this symptom is neuroplastic, and it will fade. Right. But then another one will follow. Yeah, and then the another, multiple yeah. symptoms like that pop up. It's, it's like just, this one's gone and this one's there. Yeah, like they, they know enough to like extinguish the one symptom. Yes. But because the state of their nervous system is in a high, mm. high fight or flight or completely shut down, yeah. it's just a matter of time till another one takes place. And you talk about being like in that high fight or flight or shut down state. And sometimes I think we can have understanding of that too, but kind of learning how to kind of shift out of that mm-hmm. or cause this like flexibility in the nervous system um, is difficult as well. It's difficult and, and it takes time. I know this from experience. Yeah. It takes work. Yes. And what kind of work, Tanner? Yeah. Like what is the work that comes to mind when it you think? It can look so differently right i think the first thing is like understanding your nervous system and where you're sitting Mm, like mm -hmm. are you more in the sympathetic fight or flight right or are you in that dorsal vagal shutdown Mm -hmm. that's kind of the first step and you might oscillate between the two yeah but there needs to be awareness of where's my nervous system at throughout the day Mm. consistently yes because for myself i needed to understand my own personal nervous system, what was going on. Yeah. It brought organization to it. I've heard Deb Dana talk about this, is it brings organization. Before, I just felt disorganized, and I didn't know what was taking place in my body or why pain or symptoms were being triggered. But by understanding the nervous system, by mapping it out, 
it brings the organization to it. We can understand, okay, what's going on in my day and what's bringing me to each of these states. Right. Because if people don't have that, yeah, it, it is going to feel really disorganized. Kind of like a ping pong of emotions or events or yeah. sensations. And we don't understand what's taking place. So the first step is the awareness mm -hmm. of the nervous system. And then, yeah, like all the somatic practices. I have lots on the YouTube channel or Instagram mm -hmm. reels. There's lots of ideas that people can go and grab if they need. Mm -hmm. But that comes after the understanding of what your nervous system is doing. And again, sometimes we can be in that understanding and exploration for a long time. And that's okay. Like, that's a part of this process. So again, we want to almost normalize that the journey, like, is, again, very individual and can take a while. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so when I, we're working with people... This is fresh in our mind because we just did the course. <laughs> we we really, and this is at our clinic, you know, what we kind of focus on is, yeah, there's pain reprocessing therapy. Yeah. There's emotional awareness and expression therapy. For people who, who don't know what that is, that's Dr. Sugar's model. There's polyvagal theory. There's somatic experiencing. And more recently, we're pulling in some Qigong. Mm -hmm. And what we've created, and we're calling it the somatic safety method. Mm. I like it. It's... <laughs> safety and people have heard me say safe like so many times on this podcast but in that model we we pull together you know methods from all those different approaches we mentioned and there really is it's just a five-factor model and you may not need all five factors no and that's part of the exploration of yeah. what resonates and works for you totally the first thing is thoughts and beliefs yes like we said that needs to change, whether it's about your pain and symptoms mm. or just in general. We just did an episode on thoughts that people can go check out. Yeah. That's the first thing. Second, brain retraining and exposure. Yes. We need to basically rewire our brain. Well, that's right. And that kind of changing those neural pathways. Mm -hmm. And we need exposure. Again, you're not going to heal by avoiding. Yes. You can use some strategic avoidance sometimes. Right. That's okay. But you need to approach. Well, and understanding avoiding is also like an important piece of like how do you avoid? And that's very unique from person to person as well. Yes. Third is processing emotions. Mm -hmm. Lots of people are like, I don't want to dig things up from the past. I don't want to feel these things. Right. I get it, it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But emotions have a huge link with chronic pain and symptoms. Yes. And we would be for long term recovery to occur, we'd be naive to think that. We're going to get there without learning to feel our emotions with a sense of safety. And like kind of to what you said, Tanner, it doesn't always mean you have to dredge up everything from the past. No. Sometimes that doesn't need to happen. But learning how to process emotions in a way that kind of is healthy and regulates the nervous system is important in terms of like current time and moving forward as well. Exactly. Like you're a human being. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel difficult emotions. Mm -hmm. I always tell people... You can be in therapy for 20 years. You're always going to feel difficult emotions. That's just how we're built. Yeah. And so learning to cultivate a feeling of safety and learning to allow those emotions to be released and move through us is yes. vital. The fourth is what we've talked about already is like nervous system regulation, mm -hmm. but it's also processing trauma. Mm -hmm. And trauma is one of those things that some people want to dive into it. Some people want to avoid at all costs. Mm -hmm. But trauma typically, if there's, you know, childhood adversity, traumatic events that have taken place, a lot of that needs to be processed Yes. for long-term healing. 
And this is where I see people get caught is with the trauma where they're trying to change the thoughts and beliefs, mm. but there's all this trauma that's put their nervous system in a state of survival. Yeah. And until we heal from the trauma, it's really hard to get long-term healing from neuroplastic pain and symptoms. Totally. And again, that might look different from person to person of like what that healing work might look like yeah. to um, what someone might consider to be trauma, right? So it's, exactly. it's all very unique. And I guess I also want to highlight not everyone has experienced trauma or childhood adversity that has chronic pain and symptoms. Yeah. So again, that speaks to kind of the uniqueness of case by case. Of case by case. And the fifth you know, element that we're talking about here that we're pretty proud of is social safety. Mm-hmm. A lot of the approaches, uh, something that I think sometimes is missed, is this element that we need to feel safe in our life. Yes. We need to feel safe in our society. Well, it's hard to kind of feel safe with our bodies and feel safe with our thoughts and beliefs yeah. when and emotions when we don't feel safe with our outer world. Yeah. yeah. And so for a lot of people where... They've done every technique, they've processed trauma, they've done emotions. But do you actually feel safe in your life? Mm-hmm. Because as Alan Gordon talks about, like pain is this danger signal. It's a protective mechanism. And if we don't feel safe in our actual lives, it's never going to stop being produced. Mm-hmm. And those are hard changes to make. I don't say that lightly. Like People have to really decide what they want to do. Could that mean for some people like safety in a career or in a job? Because I think that's something that um, I hear people talk to me a lot about of like, okay, this job or this career creates so much stress. And again, it doesn't mean that has to be changed, but it's something that has to be looked at maybe. Yes. It's thinking about all the factors of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard people talk about recently more on a polyvagal lens of i can't remember what it was they they were discussing how don't just use the regulation skills while you continue to live a life filled with danger hmm. there's there's no and it's i like you'll never be regulated enough yeah and i've done that yeah i've i remember years back working you know 60 70 hours frantically using all the healing tools not being aware of like, whoa, like I feel burnt out and mm-hmm. I've been pushing working 70 hours a week right now. It's really hard to actually feel safe. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, my my level of anxiety was so high. And I remember naively thinking at the time, like I'm doing all this breathing, like I'm doing all these things. Right. That wasn't necessarily the factor that needed to be changed. It's, you know, work. Are you in school? Your university, that can be a stressful Mm-hmm. It's things like your relationships. And it's not always just abuse. Of course, abuse needs to be dealt with. Yeah. And that's a really difficult thing. But it's also just like, do you feel emotionally safe mm. with the people around you? Yeah. Do you feel connected with the people around you, friends, family, mm-hmm. whoever it is? Like That's how you cultivate social safety. And it's something to be worked towards. So it's not like, okay, I must change my whole life overnight. Yeah, exactly. It's something to be kind of aware of. of like, okay, how can I move towards this in my relationships? How can I move towards this like with my career, right? And, yeah. and kind of having that in mind and that type of goal of what creates safety or what like keeps that fear and feeling of unsafe going. Yeah. It's baby steps here. You don't need to flip your whole life upside down. Yeah. 
But I think it's easy to get in a panic about it sometimes when we recognize things of like, oh my gosh, I see this. I must change it, right? This kind of fear pops up. Exactly. And it takes some some insight and some awareness of like analyzing some of the elements of your life Mm -hmm. to figure out like what's cultivating safety, what's not. Mm -hmm. Uh, These seem like obvious questions, but we just go through a life and feel stressed out at the end of the day and we're not really sure why. Yeah. It's thinking about some of these things. And I think it's really important to kind of include that into, you know, mind body healing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So in our course we cover all these five yeah. <laughs> five factors. Well and I think like and I think Tanner, like we've covered them because I agree with you, they're important. And it's like this rounded approach, right? There's a lot of, like, the complexity. There's a lot of pieces to it. Um, And even, like, say you're somebody listening that's like, oh, my pain is okay. Like, I I shifted my beliefs and now it's completely gone. It's worth looking into some of this stuff anyways um, in terms of, like, okay, what creates that safety? What creates regulation in my body? It's worth exploring and asking these questions still. Yeah. I always think I talk about it like this. You want a buffer. Yeah. The buffer is needed. So here's what I've seen so many people do. And I truly, I don't judge because I have done this exact same thing. A lot. <laughs> what? I'm just, I want to be clear. <laughs> just, just put that out uh-huh, there. You really uh-huh. went for All it. the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> the, the buffer. Mm. The buffer. So what I see people do is they do the work up until the pain or symptom becoming distinguished and they stop right it's like i'm good now and so like they which i relate they basically to. you know brought their brain and nervous system just enough safety for it to reduce yeah and then what will happen is you know two months later mm-hmm. boom it happens again mm-hmm. new symptom occurs the buffer i was what i call it mm-hmm. it's great is you need you need a buffer where you actually do more of the work than you think you need. Yes. So that when stressful things happen in your life or tragedies, which they happen to all of us, yes. you have that buffer so all of a sudden you're not having this huge pain flare. Well, totally. And I, I like to call it, I don't say the buffer, but I say let's have a good foundation ready. Yeah. That's kind of like the best it can be for when stressors happen. Exactly. And that's where all those factors we talked about, mm-hmm. you know, it's more this this healing, and I think people come to this at different points, this healing is more than just about reducing chronic pain or symptoms. Right, it's a lifestyle change. It is, it is 100% a lifestyle change. It's a shift towards safety. It's a commitment to mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and from a lot of people on this journey, myself included, all of a sudden it becomes about way more than the pain or symptoms reducing. It's vital people kind of come to that and understand that because there's there's so much healing and beauty in that as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're back. We'll be back again next week. Yeah. We missed one, but we had a bit of a rest, which was <laughs> nice during our <laughs> totally nine days of filming. Well, and hopefully like we're pumping out some good content that can be helpful. Yeah. So, thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. If you want to book in a session with one of our therapists, you can go to our website at painpsychotherapy.ca. You can also follow us on Instagram at painpsychotherapy. 
where me and Anne are posting content daily and are there to respond to your comments. Also, check out our YouTube channel, which is named Tanner Murtaugh MSW RSW.